0: One of his passions now is to help bridge the gap so that others can discover the true light, which gives light to everyone entering the world. Now, here's Mike Shreve revealing the true light.
1: I have three important questions for you. Number one, what is the third eye? And number two, does it exist? And number three, did Jesus teach it? Did he believe in it? Did he instruct his disciples about it? This is a very important subject because you see that image depicted in so many places. I've seen it on tattoos. I've seen it on book covers. You see it displayed in various ways on the television, on the internet. And so it's become a cultural icon, especially for those that are intrigued by supernatural things. And so we need to get to the base of it, the foundation of it, and find out if there's any relevance to it. Most Hindus, New Agers, and yoga practitioners believe in something called the chakras, or chakras, some pronounce it. Those are supposedly seven swirling energy centers in the body, and one of them is supposedly the third eye. Now, let me go ahead and list those seven chakras so that you know basically how they supposedly appear in the body. Number one is the root chakra, which is down at the base of the spine. The sacral chakra, which is in the lower abdomens. Number three, the solar plexus chakra. Number four, the heart chakra. Number five, the throat chakra. Number six, the third eye And number seven, the crown chakra. Now the sixth chakra or energy center is in the middle of the forehead. And in Hinduism, it's called Ajna, A-J-N-A. It's the third eye. It's representative of mystical intuition and wisdom, spiritual insight and illumination and cosmic vision. And so The whole idea of the third eye is seen beyond this world into the next world. The two eyes of our physical body enable us to see into the physical world. So, the idea behind it is that the third eye enables you to see into the spiritual world and to see things in a bigger picture on a universal scale. So The third eye being awakened or activated is symbolic of an awakened person spiritually. And there's a lot of things associated with it. Now, when I was involved in yoga back in 1969, 1970, I heard many things associated with the third eye. For instance, Sivananda, who was a well-known guru, said that if you meditated on the third eye, you could burn up all your karma from previous lives. Well, that sounds like an interesting, uh, hopeful outcome. Balancing also is necessary because supposedly the chakras can get out of balance and need to be realigned. And the way you realign or balance the chakras, including the third eye, is through various practices like breathing exercises called pranayama, uh, physical yogic exercises that are referred to as asanas, or meditation, or chanting mantras. Things like that are supposedly very beneficial in aligning these things called the chakras. Now, if you've ever noticed, Hindu women quite often have a little dot right in the middle of their forehead and that represents a number of things. Like if it's a red dot, it represents the fact that the woman is married, but it also has the overtone of communicating a desire to have an enlightened state of mind, to live according to higher values and to be spiritually awakened. And that's called a bindi. Now, I was taught when I studied under an Indian guru that we could have out-of-body experiences, especially by leaving our body through the third eye. It's called astral projection. Now, one reason I don't believe in chakras now, and I don't believe in the third eye now, is the fact that different religious groups cannot agree on the right number. Different Yoga practitioners or yogic models include seven, nine, eleven, twelve chakras. In Buddhism, you find the idea that there's four chakras. In Tibetan Buddhism, they teach five chakras. If it was really the truth, and if those energy centers could truly be identified, then everyone should agree on the same number, right? Well, they don't. And strangely, the guru I studied under, Yogi Bhajan, taught that the chakras were imaginary and nothing else. They were just an aid to meditation, but they did not really exist, and they've never been proven scientifically. And I thought that it would be important for us to kind of get an idea of the basis of belief in the third eye being chakras, and and to at least visit that idea for a few moments before we go into the third eye now as a yoga teacher in 1970 i taught my students and i had about 300 in four universities in the tampa florida area and i ran a yoga ashram i taught them that jesus believed in the chakras believed in the third eye and that he instructed his disciples concerning the awakening of the third eye in Matthew chapter 6. Let me read that passage in the King James Version. Now, the King James is one of just a few that uses this particular wording. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light but if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. And that's a very true statement. If what you claim to be an enlightened view of who you are, what life is about, and what God is, and how to reach him, if you claim that you have the light on those things, but it's really darkness— how great is that darkness? And so these kind of subjects are extremely important. Now, I said that only the King James uses a certain kind of wording. It's the word single. The word that is translated single there is a Greek word that's only found twice in the Bible, in the New Testament, Haplus, H-A-P-L-O-U-S. H-A-P-L-O-U-S. And the only other place it's found is in the Gospel of Luke, in a parallel passage where this same particular teaching is found. And so it's a very rarely used word, extremely rarely, only one incident and mentioned two times in the New Testament. And other versions, newer versions use different words for that one word. Now, if single was a correct rendering of "haplus," then that almost sounds like Jesus may have been referring to the third eye. If that eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. That sounds like illumination, enlightenment, coming into some kind of God-conscious state, doesn't it? But there is controversy over whether or not that is the correct rendering of that word. And before we get to that, though, I want to show you the context. In order to understand any biblical passage, you cannot pull it out of context and examine it because the surrounding ideas or events contribute to the meaning of the statement. And so let's go to Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 through 24. The verse I just quoted was Matthew chapter 6 verse 22, sandwiched right in the middle. Now right at the beginning of this part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. And I'm still quoting from the King James version with the old archaic English. He said, "'But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust does corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also.'" And then he says, "'The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light.'" And then he follows it up with two more verses in the same vein of thought. He says, but if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. And then to cap it off, he says, no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is a word meaning material riches that are kept by someone in a greedy way, hoarding material goods, hoarding money, selfishly. So why did he stick that statement about, are I needing to be single in the middle of all these exhortations toward an unselfish mindset? not being hung up on material possessions. Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on the earth. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't be consumed with material things and have a connection with God. And then right in the middle of it, he says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Was he referring to a chakra? The sixth chakra in the middle of the forehead, that needs to be awakened so a person can live in a more God-conscious state. I don't believe he was, because once again, the word translated single is hop-loose, only found two times in the New Testament, in parallel passages, and there's controversy over, or instead of saying controversy, there's differences of opinion over the correct rendering of that that word that's so rarely used. For instance, it has been translated sound, true, good, and healthy. And it was really a Hebrew idiom, a saying in that day, that if you had a good eye, you were a generous person. If you had an evil eye, you were a selfish person. Looking at things in life, you wanted to greedily gather to yourself. We don't necessarily use that idiom now, but that was something the people that Jesus taught were well familiar with. That's why the complete Jewish Bible renders this passage a much different way. Verses 22 and 23 say, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if you have a good eye, that is, if you are generous, your whole body will be full of light. But if you have an evil eye, and then in brackets it says, if you are stingy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? That fits within the context. It has the same contextual meaning as the verses before and the verses after. And and then Jesus went on to say, don't take any thought about what you shall eat and what you shall drink and what you shall wear. The body is more than raiment and so forth. So clearly Jesus was not talking about some mystical psychic center, energy swirling center in the forehead. He wasn't talking about something that needed to be awakened through meditation, through chanting mantras, through uh, various yoga asanas or exercises, pranayama, breathing exercises. He wasn't talking about it. He never instructed his disciples in those kind of things. He was just trying to explain to them the importance of having a generous heart. Plain and simple. That's all it was. So to answer my original question, what is the third eye? It's an imaginary, mythical thing that doesn't even exist. That answers the second question. No, there's no such thing. And number three, no, Jesus did not teach it and certainly did not believe in it. And so if Jesus didn't believe in it, I don't believe in it either. And if he didn't count it necessary to teach, I don't think it's necessary for anyone to try and find out the mystery behind it, because you'll only end up in darkness trying to discover that as a source of light, because you'll end up in weird, strange, outlandish ideas that are non-biblical and will never bring you to any kind of valuable outcome. See, People get intrigued by the strange, by the mysterious, but Jesus was just talking about something very plain. Have an eye that looks out on the world with generosity and love and compassion. And if you have that kind of mindset and heart set more importantly, then your whole body will be full of light. You won't have dark areas in your psyche, dark areas in your mind where you are given over to the lower nature, compassion and kindness and goodness extended to others will illuminate your life with the things that are most important. Well, I hope that's been a blessing to you and a teaching that will benefit you. And in the next teaching, I'm going to go even deeper into the chakras with an episode on what is the Kundalini. The word Kundalini means serpent power, and it's a common belief among Hindus, among New Agers, among people of that kind of mindset, that you have to awaken the Kundalini. And we're going to deal with it biblically and from Far Eastern points of view.